Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Call is brought to you by CMC Markets, a world-leading online trading platform for CFDs and shares around the globe. Hello everybody, welcome back to Ausbiz Live from our Barangaroo studio. It's great to have your company. You've tuned in in time for The Call. Uh, 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to two experts. We do it all in one hour. We've got the AJ Gaurav Sodi from Intelligent Investor, Nathan Sobersandar and his old foe from Deep Data <laughs> Analytics. Emphasis well, on old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What the next yeah. hour has in front of us, nobody knows, but it will be informative. It'll be a bit of fun and uh, can't wait to hear what these two blokes are uh, uh, thinking at the moment. Gaurav, general view on the market at the moment sort of we have a couple of great days and everyone's going oh oh, the bear's over and then we get smashed again (laughs) i'm still cautious um and it surprises me if you had told me the market will be off a fair bit that some stocks and some sectors will be off a lot more than a fair bit i would have expected my reaction to be enthusiasm and it's not yet right i I am cautious i'm cautious because this is we're going through a, a really significant change and I worry that people are treating this as a ordinary downturn when I think there's something um, important happening here. There's a, we've, we're getting a, a structural change throughout the interest rate. Um, uh, the, the entire book of interest rates is moving. Yeah. Uh, the term structure is moving and, um, and, and that's going to change a lot of things. Uh, we've, we've gone through an extraordinary five or ten years, especially these last five years. There have been bonker behaviors going on and these all have to reverse um, I think we have to have a change in the way a lot of people view stocks um, there's still too many uh, novices and amateurs chasing too many silly ideas there's still too much risk-taking going on um, and I still think there's more to go so I'm still mm. cautious look I might be wrong so you'll say um, it's different this time it's not different but it, this this is a this is a different cycle and and there's oh. a there is a different type of downturn there is you know, sometimes we have crises, sometimes we have short downturns, and sometimes yeah. we have um, long, drawn-out structural downturns. And, and this might be one of those. Um, you know, I'm surprised that, that um, people have any optimism at all about the direction of the Fed. I mean, it seems very clear to me. I mean, the, the Fed chairman himself could not be any clearer. Mm. Rates are going significantly higher. Um, the U.S. has a big wage inflation spiral problem. They have a proper inflation problem, and they will squeeze and squeeze. The reason I say that with confidence, when I'm usually so cloaked in caution, is because there's a tendency for policymakers to fight the previous battle. And and you think about the the last time um, a Fed chairman was was celebrated. The, all these guys in the position now, they grew up lionizing Paul Volcker, yep. thinking that what he did was heroic, not just sensible, but he's a legend and a hero and they want to be him and they will do what it mm. takes to get that stature. And I think 
they're going to choke the economy very hard. So hence, okay. I'm very cautious. But that's not to say there aren't opportunities. There mm. are, but I would just say tread carefully and put the bull away for now. Yeah, happy Monday to you, mate. Yes. <laughs> Do you disagree? Uh, He's probably worse than I am, I reckon. Uh, look, it's, you know, I'll use the same line I used two, two weeks ago. You've got to love napalm in the morning. Uh, uh, look, it's... I don't disagree. I looked at the data and it is mm. scary. Like I'm, I'm bearish than yeah. most people and it is scary. And the problem is people are, have been basically given the false impression that there's always a savior coming. Yeah. So if you look at the US, right, it's a classic example. I mean, I told on the show two years ago, I said, bond market is telling us something that the equities is ignoring. Yeah. A year ago, I said, we're going into recession. Yeah. Europe and emerging markets are going into a recession. I don't care what other people tell you because everyone tells you afterwards. It's a backcasting. And US, if they go into recession, US gets dragged down. Yeah. It is happening now. Now, the problem is I didn't know what was going to trigger it. It's always something that you don't see coming. Inflation, one in 40, 50 years. Yeah. Right? And that's the problem. Inflation is the only thing that stops our one you know, get out of jail free card that we've been redoing again and again for 15 years, yeah. money printing, yeah. right? And the Fed has a big problem. If, as Gaurav said, if wages go up and they keep going up, that is sticky. Yeah. So all bets are off. So this is the recession we had to have. It's a recession we created. Right. Because but we were greedy. I would also say that being a little bearish does not mean you don't buy stocks or yeah. you hide away. No, no. I yeah. think you're, you're, you can have a, a bearish disposition, but, but often that's actually the best time to start putting money to work. My, my call is, is for caution, not for put it, closing your wallet, not for selling up and not for going away, but just act slowly. Whatever you're going to do, do it at half the pace. I yeah, think right. this is this is the time yeah. to be to yeah, be a you slot. Sp you spread your uh, decision making because yeah. things are going to move around a fair bit. Um, there is a lot of people who've got had this one strategy of buying the dip you and buying, buying momentum are going <laughs> to get. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of those one way traffic mm. are going yeah. to have a massive reverse. Yeah, and there's, so there's a lot of things that's going to move around. So you've got to be careful. You've got to do it gradually. You've got to manage risk. Yep. This is not a sexy word and has been ignored for more than a decade, but you've got to manage risk. And the guys who don't manage risk, uh, you know, a lot of fund managers will have this presentation pack that tells you risk management, but this is a test. Yep. How is it managing? Yep. And if it's not, well, then you should be looking at what, how, what you have to do to protect yourself. Mm. Risk management is massive. And I don't think this is going away because you okay. can't have 15 years of asset pumping yep undo in one year it's yep. it'll it, the cycles so, will change so do you invest in short etfs uh, uh, we are as a, safety as a on a personal basis that's my main holding and only holding and i've held it for a year right. plus and i'm uh, happy to hold it. i have a different view i think this is rather than trying to eke out um short-term gains or, or try and hide from the downturn this is a time to start um, building positions in those companies that you've always wanted to own, right. that have never looked cheap enough. Because um, I think this is the kind of environment where you get great, you know, year-long, lifelong opportunities. You know, you're you you're get getting that volatility that you haven't got for a long time. And I'm just put it this way, I think there's more to come and you will get that opportunity. Right. So this is the time to do the work. Pick mm. the ones that you like. Yeah. The, the ones that are going to shoot the lights out in the next five years and then be patient, wait mm. for that opportunity. 
You need. You don't need to rush. This market's not going to go anywhere without money printing. So you got time. Okay. All right. Let's get into the stocks. Um, first five stocks this half hour: Origin Energy, Reese, Virgin Money, Rio, Vanguard, U.S. Total Market Shares ETF. Um, first stock of the day: Dubber. Share prices crash following adjustments made to its financial statements. Remember, it was um, was suspended last week as well. Service income being revised down from 35 to $25 billion to be in accordance with um, accounting standards, revenue from contracts with customers, employee share-based payments, general and admin costs are uh, also all adjusted. Dubber CFO has stepped down from the position. Uh, Gaurav, uh, yeah. three ninety this time last year to 40 cents today. Incredible. Koshi, we actually spoke about this on Friday. Yes. Um, and I... I said that I used to own this stock. I bought this stock at, at $3 and sold at $2. The, yeah. the buy case, this used to be, well, there's a, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on with Dubbo. This is not just a average call recording service. Yeah. Um, the special thing about Dubbo is that um, they have made uh, deals with um, with uh, uh, mobile phone operators around the world. Yep. And the way they distribute their product is not by going in and, and placing hardware at on-premise. It's by... Um, activating um, uh, remotely services using the um, the mobile phone operator as a distribution channel. <coughs> so that gives yep. them access to hundreds of millions of customers and they've made deals with WebEx, um, uh, Microsoft Teams, all these new platforms that weren't didn't used to get captured by traditional core servicing, um, by core recording, are now being captured by yep. Dubber's product. So it, there, there's, there, are, there is a good product here. Underneath it, yep. Um, but um, the reason I sold at $2 and took a big hit was, and I said at the time that the cash flow just never matched what the revenue and the ARR was doing, and I was concerned about overly overly aggressive um, revenue recognition. And look, I, I didn't know that the extent of what was going on or, or how they were doing it, but when cash flows are lagging, you reported profits, and you can't explain why that's happening, then something funny is going on. Automatic sell signal for me. Um, and it's a, it's a case where one of those rules um, actually worked in, in, uh, to, my, to my benefit. Um, so what's happened now is that the, they've had to restate some accounts. They've said that those restated accounts are due to uh, bad debt collection. I'm a little bit skeptical about that excuse. I think this is an example of, of really aggressive revenue recognition. Mm. And it just shows that we have to be really careful with these um, new age software metrics like ARR. These are not regulated. There are no financial, um, there's, there's no uniformity in how these are defined. It's a huge amount of discretion and you have to interrogate these numbers all the time. If you had done that with Dubber, it, it would have saved you some money, but um, it's a reminder that we need to do this with all businesses. Um, this is still, you cannot buy this stock, no matter how Still can't cheap, buy it, of even though no. there's a good business underneath it. Well, there's a good product underneath there. The CFO has just resigned. They've just admitted that they, their accounts were all wrong. This, this is still a sell. You cannot buy this. Yep. This is uninvestable. Okay. Oh, I've got to love it when Gaurav gets negative on a stock <laughs> <laughs> after it's been belted. After it's been belted, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, the flags were going up long time ago. Yeah. Appen, this is poor man's Appen. That's how people were looking at it in the early days. And it actually came up with a better model than Appen. I thought Appen was the poor man's Appen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it got poorer. Uh, and it's made investors poorer for both of them. Um, and that always told me the sector dynamics wasn't converting into profits. And you saw that problem. And then, you know, it's a time delay. And then I thought, 
oh, yeah, geez, everyone's shocked that Dubber didn't actually perform. Yeah. And you know, you, you've already seen a good year of underperformance from Appen to know the risk in the model. Um, it's a tech, it doesn't make a profit. It's a, a small cap. I mean, tick, 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 this market, right. that is not where you want to be. Oh, but there are uh, deeper problems than that, mate. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I'm saying that, that's the, that should have been the early indicators sure. of why. So mm. when it's on a downgrade cycle, and this is not the first downgrade, this is a shocking downgrade, but it's been in a downgrade cycle for a long time. Brokers, uh, I think one of the brokers about two, two months ago, cut target price by 50%, mm. right? And brokers tend to be optimistic uh, because you want to raise money. Uh, so in that context, that's telling you how the cycle is. It's in a downgrade cycle. It's a tech that I think, yes, there is something interesting. There's a lot of techs with interesting stuff that are getting yep. belted. No need to be a hero here. Just no. sit back and wait. And you've, you've got a lot of time to work that out. Exactly, uh, Because exactly. they've lost the, the confidence in the market. All right, let's get into uh, your stocks that you want us to look at. Parker wants a view, Nathan, on Origin Energy. Now you're big on energy. Oh, Is yeah. Origin part of it being a retailer and a generator of energy? Yeah, uh, you would think so. Um, geez, <laughs> you would think so. I mean, it's the, it's the AGL and Origin. I mean, it was, it was a value trade getting better value. Um, yeah, it's just too hard. I mean, right. the, the, the trick is, it's a bit like, um, I guess I, I love the food thematic. The guys who used to own all the brands used to get all the margins. Now that's gone back to the guys who are making the food. Yep. And in the energy side, the same thing. Retailers, tough market, too much competition. But the guys who are actually involved in the energy side, uh, whether it's oil, whether it's LNG, whether it's uranium, whether it's coal, doesn't matter. They're making the money right now. That's the cycle. So don't go against the cycle. It is not, and this gets classified into this utility sector. It gives a false um, concept that it's a defensive business model. It's not. These are cyclical models. Yeah. Um, so yes, this is not where I'll be trying to pick a um, turnaround in a recession cycle. Right. I mean, I don't think Australia is going to fall into recession, but it will see substantial slowdown in growth. So that is not the thematic that I'd be trying to pick retailers of any aspect um, unless they're high quality and this is you know for me will struggle continuously struggle um, is there a play in that value trade in that i think i'll wait and see how it plays out at the moment i don't see the upgrade cycle so i'll wait for it correct it's a really difficult really difficult um stock i've been dreading someone asking about origin because it is a is a hard one um, numerically, I think uh, there is a case to be made for Origin on my numbers, and you know, I, I don't put a lot of stock in in models, but I still do them occasionally. I, I actually have a, a spreadsheet of Origin. Um, I'm the analyst on Origin, and I I can get nine dollars pretty comfortably, pretty easily on, on Origin Energy. Um, most of that value comes from AP, APLNG. I should explain that Origin is a mix of two businesses. It's, a, um, it's an energy retailer, so we would all know that as an energy retailer. It's also got a huge LNG business attached to it where it has a 50% stake in that business. And, um, and that's a, it's a good LNG business. They own a huge land holding. It's, it's a CSG, coal seam gas business, and I've generally been skeptical, but um, Origin in the 1980s went off in Queensland and pegged out the best coal seam gas spots in that mm. entire state, okay. and they have quite productive wells. And I think this is a, a the AP, APLNG. I've been scathing of, of, of Santos's CSG pro, uh, project. It is a dud. I don't think it'll ever make money. And I think one day we'll wake up with a multi-billion-dollar downgrade on on Santos's balance sheet. I don't think the same is true of APLNG. This is a decent oh. project. 
Um, now, the trouble is that these two <coughs> businesses do not belong together, and mm. I would invest in Origin um, well, if, they in, if they split this company yes. up. Someone needs to come in and, and split this company mm. up. No one wants to do it because no one wants to buy the retail part. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. And so um, you, have this, you have this real dilemma where there's a lot of value in one part of the segment, um, not much value in the other, but, but one subsidizes the other. Yeah. And without, without okay. that cross-subsidization, I'm not sure the other ones retail will work. Yeah. It, um, I will say that Origin has outstanding management and the steps they've taken to fix the retail business are sensible and much, much better than AGL. This is not a basket case. Um, I would say below $5, I would be tempted to take a nibble, but it has fallen below then I haven't acted. So I say it, but I haven't acted. Um, I will still call this a, I'll still call this a hold because I think there is the possibility that someone comes in and does what Origin should do itself, which is to break this business up. Um, and uh, below $5, I would be tempted to buy a little bit for, because I think that possibility releases so much value that it ought to be done at some stage. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> hold. Okay. Uh, Kylie wants to, let's go from uh, energy retailing to plumbing. Uh, Kylie wants uh, a view, uh, Gaurav, on Reese. Mm. It's been a, a buy recommendation for quite some time. I don't think we, we don't own in the funds because of liquidity uh, problems. The family owns 50 or 60% of this stock. Right. It's very hard to get, um, to get set um, in any meaningful way. But that should not detract from what is a wonderful business. Clearly one of the best businesses on the ASX. Um, definitely one of the best wow, managed companies on the ASX. Mm, well, just look at their long-term... That's a big wrap. Just look at the long-term track record of this company. They used to be the number two in the market behind a very large competitor. Yeah. And uh, over, I think it's taken 20 years, they have wiped the floor with a competitor. You don't see that very often, a small upstart um, defeating the market incumbent. Yeah. And they have done that, and they've done it with without external capital. They've done it with better management, better product. Mm. Um, and that's really to be admired. They're now rolling out in the US. They've made a big acquisition in the US, and yep. they want to do the same thing they've done in Australia. Again, I was very skeptical about that happening, but so far, I must say, they're doing, doing a tremendous job. Uh, it's a hold for me at the moment. Um, they had a huge win at COVID. We had a sell on this at p over $20. I think it was probably the most expensive big stock on the market, and I couldn't get my head around those prices. It's, it's, a, it's a hold for now. Um, it'd have to fall another 15% or so to get into right. territory. but keep this on your watch list. This okay. is an excellent business and right. um, worth upgrading. Nathan? Oh. Whoa. This, this was a market darling. <laughs> hmm. Everyone got in at the top and yeah. everyone got out at the bottom. Um, and you can go to any website and see so many fund managers write this up. Yeah. And, and I was sitting there going, what could go wrong? And the problem is this market has proven that every crowd of trade, almost every crowd of trade has been bashed. <laughs> <laughs> and then the door to get out is very tiny. Mm. Yeah, liquidity is thin here. Yeah. yeah, and this one is extremely tiny. So mm. you get absolutely pummeled. The US move was, is big. I mean, they were a great business before that. And that's, you know, and the acquisition changed the model. The risk is extremely high to execute. Well, they, have, they took on debt, which, they, which was the worry, because yeah. they haven't done that before. And, and so, you know, in this macro, the, and with where the property construction play is, where the cost of debt is, and all of that, mm. these high multiples, it's still not cheap. I mean, it's been beaten up, but it's still not cheap. Mm. I mean, you're still paying mm. big multiples here. I don't know what someone was thinking at $27. I do not understand oh, that. Just go to a couple of those websites yeah. and read the fund, fund managers, <laughs> what yeah. they wrote about it. So yeah. you'll see. And that's where the risk was. And 
when the market turns, these high growth stocks, what people perceive to be high growth stocks they were paying high growth for, mm. uh, have been proven to be not so defensive. So um, this is in, you know, in a bash mode. It is a good business. I don't disagree. And I think they probably will execute well. It's still a bit of doubt, but I think they will. But it'll take time. And the growth is not going to match up for the multiples that it's already on. There's some so, truth to that. There's, there's a, the reason I haven't bought it yet is that there's a US equivalent. The actual, their, their dominant competitor in the US is a business called Ferguson, which is a fantastic business in its own right. It trades at half the multiple of, oh, of Reese. Wow. And it just, it's very difficult to go off and then buy Reese when Ferguson is probably not as good to be fair, but, but and also a very good business and half the price. Yeah, half, and, and yeah. you know, at half the price, you're looking yeah. at the multiple going, that's actually normal yeah. multiple. Mm. Yeah, this is not right. normal yeah. multiple, and it's been belted, okay. right? So yeah, no, no for me, great business, but there's a price, and this is not the price. Not the price. All right, um, what about a bank based in the UK? <laughs> Uh, oh, tell me more. With, with what, what's ha- happening there? David, not me. Uh, what's a view on Virgin Money? Nathan, of course, spun out of National Australia Bank back in 2016, owns Clydesdale Bank, Yorkshire Bank and Virgin Money UK. Is it the time to be in a bank in the UK? Jeez, you must love pain. <laughs> you must love pain. So let me get this start. We're negative on banks. We're negative on UK. <laughs> and the Bank of England doesn't know what to do. Mm. Uh, They're trying to stop systematic problems in the economy and the banking sector. And this is not, yeah. you know, this is with, basically with a rogue government. Yeah. yeah, and the government is going into an election, right? So they are way behind. Are they going to do some random stuff? Oh, yes. Yep, they've really uh, done exactly, Yeah, uh, they'll do more. They have mm. to. Uh, they, they'll do things they can't afford. Yep. And Bank of England is scared. Yep. And so, you know, you can see it with Bank of Japan with what's happening in the currency. The market is playing chicken with Bank of Japan. It's again, pushed the uh, currency above 145 and going, so what are you gonna do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bank of England is going to see yields come up and challenge them. The problem is none of them set the yield. It's the US Fed. And as mm. we discussed before, the Fed is seeing higher rates. So in that context, Bank of England is in trouble. The economy is in trouble. We see uh, Bank of England, I mean, sorry, English economy going into recession. Now, even if they don't, it's going to be a substantial slowdown. Yep. That is not the time you want to have the bank exposure. So this is a massive no. Yep. Yeah. And Nathan's just outlined all the macro reasons you don't want to own it. I'm going to tell you some of the company specific reasons you don't want to own it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's just, it's a poor quality yeah. business. Clydesdale um, it was spun off out of NAB. It's a product of NAB's um, ego and ambition. And then they, spinning off was, was, was a sign of, of, their, of, their, of their weakness. You know, it was, a, it was an admission of failure. This wasn't a spin-off where you know, there's a high growth little business that spun off from a, from a lumbering giant. This was a lumbering giant making a big error and then getting rid of the error as quietly as possible. Um, but that did not create a good spin-off. This has always been a poor quality business. Um, I think it, when it merged with, with Virgin UK, with Virgin Money, sorry, um, that created an interesting opportunity. And you could see from, from, the, from the chart there, there was a little bit of optimism because yep. the, the larger scale, the rebranding, and crucially, the, the change in the um, geo, geographic mix of, of where the bank was, it just put, put it in front of younger customers with better technology. I think there was a case to be made for success there, um, but the macro just really, really kills it. And 
I would also say they haven't they haven't done what they've said they're going to do. The, six, the, the investment case has not worked out for this bank. Um, it looks extremely cheap. It's at it's at 0.4 percent a book, which is about as cheap wow. as, as banks get. But I don't think that's enough. Right. I've heard I've had this this bank pitched to me. I would say two dozen times over the last two or three years, and every time it's looked very cheap, and every time it's been a mistake. I think the same is true now. It looks very right. cheap. It's a mistake to buy. Point four percent of book when the book's coming down. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> that's the issue. That's right. In the yeah. future. Well, just to put it in context, in the uh, pandemic, it got down to dollar twenty. Right. Mm. Okay. And it's going into a recession. Right. Okay. So in theory, it's where it's, the floor. It's a long way down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, Mick wants a view, Gaurav, on uh, on Rio, mm. the uh, giant resource conglomerate. Yeah, Rio. I'm the analyst on Rio. I can speak a lot about it, but um, it's a sell. Um, I am deeply bearish on iron ore prices. Right. Um, that's from a supply point of view. There are there's new supply clearly coming. Uh, we've had a very unusual time of the last decade or so, um, where iron ore has been structurally higher. I mean. Yeah. Many of us have been negative on iron ore for a long time. And it's just it just remained unusually high. Um, a lot of that has to do with um, odd little supply constraints around the world, and some of it has to do with overenthused building in China. Yep. <laughs> I think both of those things are are falling away now. You've got um, a huge new project uh, in in um, in Africa. Um, it looks like it's going to get up and going, and that's going to change the supply side dynamics forever in iron ore introduces a new 100 million ton monster um, that uh, that's going to, I think, um, ruin iron ore economics for, for the marginal players. For Rio, for Fortescue and for BHP, they'll still make good money, but it won't be these $100 iron ore prices. I, th- I right. think iron ore prices could halve from here over the next five to seven years. And I expect it to normalize between 50 and $60. That's where okay. I, I think iron ore is going to go. And when you run that through Rio Tinto, um, especially when you see them um, wasting money on on copper in Mongolia and on other silly projects, this is sell written all. <coughs> I'm really disappointed. Rio is a business I've admired for a long time. Mm. For decades, was the best mining company in the world. Set up the entire idea of a mining conglomerate, and was was this one shining light in an otherwise dismal industry for decades. Right. It is now approaching basket case status. Okay. What they've done wow. in Mongolia, I do not understand how they can keep throwing billions and billions of dollars okay. into a into a demonstrably obviously bad project and they keep doing it um yeah uh, this is off the cards for me bhp is a far better business so, oh okay yeah. i was gonna say so uh, hold bhp a whole bhp yeah. sell, sell fortescue, fortescue and sell this sell sell, for, okay. fortescue is not a basket case but i think these iron ore prices make the economics look a lot better fortescue is not sell a great race. no don't sell oh, min res okay. <laughs> oh, i just thought don't i'd even, throw that in there <laughs> uh, Minres is is uh, is a hold, but um, it's, it's closer to a buy than any of the others. Okay. Yeah, Gurav can never sell CEOs no. with that kind of a pizzazz. <laughs> with the aura. Yeah, it's I the know. business, it's just, not the CEO. Yeah. It's, it's you, magnificent. You always fall for the CEO. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've they been, fall for I've, me, Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> I've been with you too long to know how many times you <laughs> fall for a CEO. Mm. Um, look, if you're not listening to Gurav on resources, you're an idiot. Right. Um, right. Um, and I don't say that too many times, but uh, um, you say it to me plenty of times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I think mm. he's right. I mean, we've been out of growth, um, growth commodities for a while because the macro is not there. Uh-huh. Um, and I know 
you know, we follow the steel prices, and what the steel does kind of flows through, right. and steel is still on a slide. Okay. And so if steel is on a slide, I know it's going to continue to struggle. Um, Rio, for me, you got five players in the Aussie mining sector that are diversified that you go to. BHP is at the top of it. And then with what's happening in the EV side of things, you've got BHP, Rio, uh, Minres, IGA, and South32. Right. right? Uh, and if you buy a basket of them when things bottom, look, you don't have to be a genius. So still Rio, you agree? Uh, for so me, we, we are out of uh, so all BHP? For me at the moment, yeah, I would be. Um, okay. I'll come back later. Sell Fortescue. Yeah, I'm, I'm out Sell of all. Sell Minres. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sell Minres. So this is, the, this is the trick here. The commodity that's doing well is obviously energy, yep. all parts of energy. Mm-hmm. So the EV side of things play well. Yep. Um, so in that context, things like IGO, I mean Res, will get the kicker out of that. Yep. And they'll hold up better. So they'll probably hold. Right. Um, okay, so and, they're a hold. And the others that are classic construction play, classic economy play, will struggle in the so short So you'd term. sell BHP? Yeah, I mean, we've got a data dump coming out of China uh, in the next couple of days, mm-hmm. and that's huge. Now, China has been stimulating gradually, has not helped the property sector. Yeah. Um, and that's showing more and more weakness, growth is going lower, everyone's downgrading China. Okay. So, and look at the Chinese one. So these are telling you things are not great. So yep. it is not now, but we are in an inflationary cycle. So commodities will have another cycle, just not yet. Right, okay. Uh, Sarah wants to be on the Vanguard US total market shares ETF. Uh, my personal biggest holding is a sh- leverage short on the US market. Okay, <laughs> so yes, but a short. So what- I'm short. So you- uh, I'm well, negative what on the- what So she's what ETF? About, so I go with BBUS. BBUS, right. So. I mean, okay, so Sarah, that's completely the, the opposite, opposite <laughs> to what you're asking <laughs> yeah. here. You're, you're asking an ETF that buys US There's, stocks for the outlook of make a profit as they go up. Yeah. Mathan is doing one that makes a profit when the US share market is going down. So, just so to, completely the opposite. Just to put the basics, um, US economy, as we discussed before, recession in Europe will drag yeah. US down. U.S. is predominantly growth-oriented, which is the worst place to be when rates are going up. Yep. And on the other side of it, if, if I was looking at a risk-managed approach, yep. I'd be long Aussie market, short U.S. market. Because in an inflationary cycle, when rates are going up, Aussie market mm. will outperform because okay. of the commodity exposure. And so your risk return will right. manage it out and you'll outperform. Okay. And the other thing for for, for doing a short ETF is if you don't want to sell your BHPs and MinRes because of tax issues or the balance of your portfolio, not to get in and out, you do a short ETF. Yeah, so with a short ETF, you can balance out the downside risk. And especially when you have a yield type approach, you can still pick up the yield and limit your downside risk. Mm. Gaurav? All that is actually sensible. Um, so what you detect in my voice is surprise. Let's start with buying this. Would you buy this at the moment? Uh, no. Oh, well, no. well um, yes, actually. But I'll explain. Should we go to the next stock and I'll explain why? Because it's a general thing about ETFs. It, I know, it we're seems, only using one today. It seems strange to me. To yeah, me. we're only doing one today. I thought there were two. Okay, well, no. let me. Yeah. Uh, there's the, it's, it's strange to me that um, if you've made the decision to go passive, so you can make the decision to go active, choose your own stocks and go passive, go with ETFs. Yeah. If you're going active, then by all means, pick and choose when you're going in and out. Yeah. If you're going passive, 
it seems strange to me that you've decided to go passive and then you're going to pick and choose your entry points and exit points. It's not the way to do it. You've selected the right ETF. As broad, ETFs right. work when they're as broad as possible sure. and you put money into them with right. regularity. Yeah. Don't try and go in and out of an ETF. It's, no. it's not a stock. No. Um, put, yeah. put a couple hundred bucks so in every month. So this is a savings plan. Yeah. As it should be. Yes. yes. This is not then, a then, then, yeah. then it makes sense then, then to makes gradually sense to add to it. Right. Yep. But I'm saying if you're actively managing it, now it's not the time. Don't right. actively manage an ETF is my, yeah. is my oh, advice. I beg to yeah, differ. Yeah. I, think you <clears> can, I, I think you can actively manage an ETF portfolio and outperform. A professional can. Yes. I think that's right. That's true. But you for, need professional for people, advice. At, people at home who, yeah. who, are, who are doing yeah. ETFs for, um, because it's easy, it's passive. Yeah, sure. Um, just keep buying. Every, every time you get some savings, put it in there. Yeah. And, if, and if over, you, over 20 not, years, you'll if, be fine. If you're not actively yeah. managing risk, then you add gradually for the at-home investor it's actually dangerous to pick and choose your entry points you will get it all wrong and you'll be one of the few people to actually lose money from a broad ETF which you should not do yeah um, there's plenty of people who've done that only, only <laughs> by picking and choosing yeah okay let's recap the first five stock stock of the day Dubba a no from both uh, Gaurav and Mathan Origin a no from uh, Mathan it's a hold from uh, Gaurav who likes the management. If it gets by $5, maybe he starts nibbling. Uh, Reese is a hold from Gaurav, a no from Nathan, no from both from Virgin. Sell Rio, uh, both of them, uh, and the uh, the Vanek total market shares ETF, a no from Nathan. Uh, Gaurav is um, a buy if you are using it as a savings program over the long term because it's a big, broad exposure to the American share market. Just don't look at it for the next sort of two years. Yeah. There it goes. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. You know, your dollar cost averaging yeah, down if exactly. you believe in that sort of stuff. Okay, uh, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction growth fund, fantasy fund, picked by our investment committee. Uh, the latest episode of the committee is up on the platform now, ausbiz.com. In the October meeting, uh, Ardent Leisure was removed. Babcorp was trimmed to be added to Sol Patterson. Incitec Pivot was trimmed as well. And Seek was added to the portfolio with its weighting funded by Ardent Leisure going out and Incitec Pivot. Um, let's see how the portfolio is going. It's up 2.4% since the 1st of March. But keep sending in your request to the call because that's the first filter that goes up to the investment committee and equivalent portfolios uh, down about 15 or 20 percent more energy stocks have really helped yeah. that. Uh, yeah. I will say that the intelligent investor growth portfolio has more than doubled the it's, it's got to be the best performing growth portfolio going Oh. Um, anyway, you can check it out on the website. I won't say more yeah, about yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while. And although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools. Plus, our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Um, all right, this half hour, Gorev's very favourite stock, Santos, is up for adjudication. <laughs> Tyro Payments, that's been in the news. Uh, Seven Group Holdings, Beacon Lighting and Ramsey Healthcare. All right, we've sort of got an inkling of what Gorev thinks. Uh, let's start 
this first one with Nathan. Terry wants a view on Santos. Nathan, now, during the week, we had Woodside come up last week on the panel, and both the on the panel had it as a hold on Woodside. Um, this was Friday. Um, hold on Woodside, preferred uh, Santos. Reverse the truck. Um, no. Um, no, right. You're in a tough market. Oh, look, I like the sector. Um, I think you buy the underperforming um, part of the energy sector. So we've been positive on, um, I mean, coal has shot the lights out and it's coming off where the others are turning around and what OPEC did. Coal's coming off, did you say? Yeah, we've seen mm. on the coal ETFs, some of them have come off. So there's, the, the problem here is we, nobody knows how to price it, right? And yeah. that's the, I agree with and, that. and, and the sector is doing great and demand is rising. There's no supply coming in. That's fine. For the X amount of years, it will absolutely rake it in. What happens yeah. after that, no one knows. Yeah. And so that's the risk in it. But all parts of the energy sector are uh, performing. So you don't have to be in uh, one, you can have a few. And Santos, uh, I suppose then you look at the LNG side of things and you've got the big boys, Santos and Origin, I'm oh, sorry, Santos and Woodside. Woodside yeah. And Woodside, after the BHP assets, much better mm -hmm. quality assets, mm -hmm. uh, infrastructure play. I'm not saying these are ESG plays, but if you mm -hmm. wanted that exposure, the risk return between Santos and Woodside in the current market is massively towards Woodside. Right. So um, it is in the, I mean, in the investment committee, we did go with Woodside mm. and added to it and happy with that. Yep. Um, and we've added Karun for the oil exposure and we've added Boss for the uranium exposure. So that kind of answer for core. Mm. So we have a bit of everything there. Um, yeah, if I had to pick for the LNG exposure, Santos is not at the top of my list. Right, okay. I, I don't hate this business. This is actually a well-managed company. Um, and they've got some good assets. They quietly um, stole PNG LNG, uh, uh, oil searches, LN, oil search, right? They, they took over yeah, oil yeah. search, yeah. but they took over the, the main <coughs> thing they wanted from oil search was the PNG LNG business. Yeah. That is a cash machine. That was never properly valued because in, inside oil search, because it was in PNG, it was a one project um, business, and you're probably never going to value that at, 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 its, at its full valuation because it's hugely risky. Inside Santos, Santos can just quietly collect that cash flow and, and use it in other areas and allocate it well. And I think that makes sense. And they got that at a absolute bargain price. I reckon maybe 40% less than what they should have paid. Um, wow. They bought that thing. It was a terrific wow. deal. Over time, it will become clearer that that was a bargain. Mm -hmm. uh, I applaud them for that. My criticism has always been with this GLNG approach. They have stuck with this thing. And it's interesting. It doesn't get a lot of... Um, it does get a lot of airtime in their presentations because I suspect the returns just aren't very good. Um, and, and that's not going to change. They need to make some portfolio adjustments. They need to get rid of the Cooper Basin assets, which I think should be hived off and Beach should buy them. There's a deal to be done there. They should do it. They should, um, they should think about their WA gas project, which are, are good, but probably not as good as the other stuff they have. There is an excellent business inside Santos. It needs some management work to get to it. Um, and, and I think the excellent business that Woodside is now, Woodside is a better business than Santos, right. but there's a good little business in Santos. Not little, it's a big okay. business. There's a good business there. It needs work. It needs Just work. Just sort out the portfolio. Yeah, so it's, it's a hold, hold for me. I, I agree <laughs> it does not look expensive, yeah. um, but they need, they need, there needs to be some stuff happening there. And okay. if you think that's going to happen, there's some latent value in Santos. 
for me, listening to management, it does not seem as though they're interested in doing those deals. Um, right. So I would prefer Woodside. I hold Woodside. We, big holding in the fund for us. Um, but we don't hold any Santos. It's a hold for me still. It's okay. an interesting one because I think both of them will perform the same. I, I think Even though right. we, yeah. we would think in you're this kind of market, you want to yeah. lean towards Woodside. But the reality is where the macro is, both of them are probably going to do the same. Okay. I will say Karoon is interesting. We've, I, I had to buy on Karoon at, at a buck something, $1.10, $1. $1.15, something like that. Um, now he's been loading. in it for a long time. Now he's loading. I'm not loading yet, but, um, <laughs> but we've, it's been a, nah, a position right. for a while. I've, I've right. held it for a while. Okay. It's, and, I, and I think if you're looking for an oil exposure, that's the best one on the ASX. Royalty reduction. Royalty reduction. Potentially getting yeah. more production. Tripling production yeah. is, is, is possible. So you'd yeah. be adding to Karoon? I think you can at add to Karoon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, next up uh, on the list today, Tyro Payments from Jordan Gorev, oh, the uh, financial technology group. They do what FPOS for small to medium sized businesses. Mm. Always some talk that it's being shopped around some of the bigger financial groups at the moment, yeah, the bigger I, banks. I can understand why. Um, this is a really difficult one. I, I quite admire this business. I like it. I've liked it for a long time. Um, I've never bought the stock. We've never recommended it. I've never owned it for valuation grounds. But just if you take a step back and see what this business has accomplished um, since it's been around, it, it is really impressive. Um, they came in as a disruptor and they didn't just just offer a cheaper service than the, the big four banks, which dominate this space, and they're very expensive products um, at that. They actually came around and, and were service-led. They innovated. They were the first ones to connect um, uh, the, the terminal with the POS system. Now everyone does that. They were the first ones to have the fastest routing on the network. So there are multiple networks you can use when routing money. The banks all route everything, used to route everything through their own network, so they clip a fee on it. Mm -hmm. They were the first one to automate the cheapest routing, so it, the, the system looks for the cheapest um, transaction and does that. They were the first ones to automate the, uh, the, you know, the private health insurance onto the terminal. I mean, there's some great innovations that have come out mm -hmm. of Tyro. I think it's a really impressive business. But <laughs> the economics just have not... They just don't excite me. I mean, the the, the gross um, margin here, uh, the, the the gross profit here is about 180 million dollars. There's still too many expenses coming out of there. I think it still needs scale. Um, it's a hard one. I'm I'm going to avoid it for now. If you're there, hold it. There's lots to like about Tyro. It would make sense for someone to buy it. Yeah. They have a big um, a big network, especially in that hospitality retail space, yeah, yeah. and you could plug that into yeah. somewhere else. Hold it. I don't think there's enough to buy here, no. Hmm. Yeah, look, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, it, they have done quite well, uh, but look, it's, it was on a downgrade cycle. It's actually turned around. The hmm. up, updates are pretty, pretty positive. Mm -hmm. uh, so it does get the interest back, but it's a sector with red lights blaring everywhere. So you've got to be careful. The market is probably going to be once bitten, twice shy. Um, so that's the worry. Yeah, the real value uh, release is going to be someone who's got a different kind of product, merges or takes them over, and then cross-sells. Uh, but, but see, a lot of the big four banks have got out of small business, yeah. haven't they, and yeah, got into so, mortgages. But, but this is really important for them. The, the data you can capture from doing it. these terminals, yeah. um, you can, uh, so, so think of a small business like a cafe. If, you've got the, if the bank has a terminal for a cafe, they probably have the banking for the cafe. Yeah. If they have the banking, they might have the... This yeah. is all about driving mortgages. Yeah. The, yeah. the ROE on a mortgage is higher than anyone I've, might think. I've yeah. always also thought um, it would be a good fit for zero. 
as well at zero interesting wanted, idea wanted to yeah, yeah. because it's, it's a cross yeah. if they want to become a fintech yeah interesting. well it's a it's cross selling right so yeah. anyone from buy now pay later to an accounting software to yeah. a small business uh, service offering that can merge it creates it so yeah. i think there is something to it um it's one i I want to like. Oh, me too. <laughs> it's just, I want to like it. Yeah. Um, mm. And in tech, that's what I'm looking for, things mm. I want to like and mm. be beaten up. And this actually fits that criteria. Mm. Mm. It's just that, you know, it's one of those, I always tell them, there's a little man in the back of my head going, stop it. I stop it. Little man's <laughs> and, 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 and it's going, <laughs> not yes, yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yeah. yet. And the macro is pretty tough. Yeah. And people are worried about recession. This is not going to be doing that well on the sentiment. So I think you've got time. It is definitely one I'm keeping on my shopping list. Mm, okay. uh, and I think you could, you know, if you wanted to be aggressive and you're willing to take the risk and probably will go lower, you can nibble this over the next three months yeah. and I think you'll do well. But hold if you're in it. Yeah, I'd be holding if right, I'm in it. Right, right. Yeah. What choice? All right, Connor wants a view, Nathan, on seven group holdings. The, uh, can, got a bit of everything. Yeah. Bit I, of boral, bit of energy. Yeah, I like it. I like it. West Street. I mean, you got to think of, it's got multiple pieces. Uh, some of them are really badly managed <laughs> and they are forcing change. Yep. Uh, so I think Boral, you know, there's a, there's a, I guess there's a Prince Charming in that frog uh, when, when it gets released at some point. There's a lot of kissing to go through that. <laughs> um, and then you got Beach, another, uh, you know, energy sector doing really well. It's been the trouble child. Yeah. And you know, that's what, another one. Um, and then on the mining services side, mm. the CapEx numbers are actually starting yeah. to look positive, mm. right? And that sector looks really interesting because where the miners are, uh, you know, people are starting to punch holes, and, but it's a low margin play. Again, it's a, so it is definitely one that interests me and I'm keeping an eye on what's happening with the miners to play into it. And of course, of course you've got the media play as well. Yeah. Again, so there's a lot of cyclical upside on this. So it's a big cap. So yeah, it's a good diversified play, but I think it still struggles in the short term. And it, it's a bit like Tyro for me, for, but for a completely different reason. I think if you buy little at a time, nibble over the next three, four months, I think you'll do well. Right. Don't go and buy the lot, because over the next couple of months, I'm still worried about the market, and this will come off just with everything. And so if you nibble it over the next three, four months, I think you'll do well. It's a good diversified play, the guys are smart. They're playing in different sectors. You just need one of the ponies to take off and this thing runs. Okay. So, so I like it. Hold and watch or? Yeah, I think if you're if you're in it, it's a hold. Right. Um, if you want to add, I mean, if you want to buy into it, I'd be buying over the next three and four months. Nibble. Okay. It's, it's a good example of, of how one's own um, experience and prejudices can work against you. I've always avoided looking at Seven Group because I thought I don't want to own a conglomerate controlled by a billionaire. You yeah. know, d don't trust what the family might do. And just a hodgepodge of, of assets. And I, I was only forced to look at it in detail because uh, Connor and, and other people have brought it to my attention um, for the call. So I've only looked at it in detail because it's come up on the call for a, f right. a few times. And I must admit, I was completely wrong. This is a really interesting collection of businesses. And, and management is, I don't, I, you know, I don't mean to, mean to sound so surprised, but they're really good. I was yeah. really surprised by uh, what they bring to the table. They, they put their balance sheet on the line. They take board seats and agitate, and they target their, their holdings very carefully. I love what they're trying to do at Bordle. There is, their strategy makes 100% sense to me. So much so, I'm actually in, kind of interested in buying Bordle 
for the exposure because I think that turnaround plan there is really smart. Mm. Um, I like what they're doing with Beach. It's a basket case that has to change and they're, they're affecting change there. But I think the, the glory of Seven Group is, is that, that gem that's West Track. I think hidden inside Seven Group is the best mining services business on the ASX. And for it's not People who don't know West Track, it's the Caterpillar, Caterpillar dealership yeah. for big big mining and resource groups. And what it is, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of a car dealer and a Babcor style distribution business. Yeah. They not only sell um, the equipment, but then they service, and, service. And, and distribute parts for that business. Every time they make a sale, the, 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 um, the fleet of equipment that they service and, and distribute parts to grows and grows and grows. And over years, this has become a magnificent business. I, I would buy this just to just for West Track and all the other stuff. Well, that's, is a nice this bonus. Is, this yeah, is a buy, Nathan. You can buy this now. Oh, you you got to be careful. Grow, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. I think. Look, I, I want. I want to like it because it's got multiple pieces. All of them are crap. <coughs> yeah, you're right. All of them are crap. So, and management is good. So, yeah. you know, the investment it's portfolio matter, isn't the best. I yeah, agree but with that. it's a matter of time <laughs> before one or two of them start kicking goals and suddenly you're off to the race. Their plans yeah, are thoughtful. No, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I, I think it'll take a bit of time because mm. the macro is against them. But I don't think... You're not saying West Track's crap. No, no, no. no, no West I mean, Track, the, 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 the whole mining uh, right. sector oh, right. is okay. crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Mining sector is actually... The mining services sector mm. is one of the cheapest sectors in the market. Nobody wants to touch it, right? And, you know, from the days we had $200,000 truck drivers, it's all gone down, margins yeah. are squeezed and all. But these are the, this is the best part of it. So I actually think... The risk return works for you. I'm just saying, just buy it over the next couple of months because I think there's downside risk in the market. It doesn't matter. Even pretty girls get hit in a bus crash. Right. So this will come lower. But yeah, I actually like it. I, you know, there's okay. a couple of conglomerates I like. Yeah, Saw Patterns is patterns. one. Yeah, yeah. And this is another one that I'm going, it's yeah. interesting. Hmm. Where's Farmers? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it. Where's Farmers? I like it. All right. Mm. Uh, Frank wants a view, Nathan, on Beacon Lighting Group, the, uh, the lighting retailer. Uh, the, the lights been turned off on that sector. Um, uh, look, the prop, it's a property play, right? And people do a lot of stuff when you're stuck at home, um, and now they're not. Um, and I don't know if that can be replicated. I mean, it's in a downgrade cycle. Um, no. It's it's a retail property play. It, the cycle is against you, so no, no need to pick the bottom now. Okay. I'm not as negative. I was really surprised by by this business as well. It's not one I'm overly familiar with. I can't buy it simply because I'm not as familiar with it. But this is on the watch list. This is interesting. It's it's a really, when the cycle is with you, I was actually really surprised how efficiently they could absolutely take advantage of the cycle. But it's just not with you. It's also, they've got this whole vertical integration. They turn over stock and inventory surprisingly fast. This turn to the US, that they've started a little online business in the US, super successful, mm-hmm. and they found a niche in ceiling fans of all things. And you yeah. think, that's not going to work. Yeah, Who's gonna, but they're making, I mean, they're doing remarkably well. I, I think this is a really interesting little business. Um, I'll, I'll say hold and right. pending more work. Okay. Um, but it's definitely worth looking at. What's with retailers in this country? We just have, we seem to have very good quality retailers. No, they, they used to be crap for a long time. Did they? Right. There's a few good guys okay. and, and they gave us bad rep. And then the <laughs> others just got killed because they got too excited. Mm. But the thing is, 
these tough times makes you better. If it doesn't kill you, it yeah, makes yeah. you better. And yeah. the, the retailers now coming through are much well, higher. Well, standard. it's not just retailers. We have good healthcare stocks as well. We've always had that. We've uh, always uh, had that. Yep. Yeah. So our yeah. final wow. stock today. Good people. Oh, uh, come from Kerry. <laughs> Ramsey <laughs> Healthcare. That. Uh, That's what 20 years in television. Yeah. <laughs> Recently shunned a takeover offer from KKR, the big mm. private equity group. Uh, largest private healthcare provider in the world, 460 facilities across 10 countries. Uh, you forget how big it is. Yeah, you're right. Uh, largest <laughs> private hospital group yeah. in um, uh, Australia, France, and Sweden in the UK, it ranks fifth. Yeah, look, I, have to, I hate to say it, but private equity had the right idea here. I think what they were trying to pull off is the investment case for Ramsey. So Ramsey, of course, you've got private hospitals. Every private hospital is like a little regional monopoly. Mm. Um, services um, are, are sort of pulled into that little, um, that, that big, big center. Um, the wonderful thing about Ramsey is they have a huge portfolio of property that underpins all those um, hospitals. Right. And so the, what private equity were trying to do was, was split the property from the operating assets and uh, pay themselves a big dividend, gear up the yep. operating business, and, and sell it all it before. <laughs> oh, never happened before. <laughs> Everything from being a chicken. I think that investment case still holds. Yeah. Like that puts a floor under the price. I think this is a buy. It's, it's, it's this not, is close to a five-year low. Yeah, and look, I, I think the in healthcare, this is getting close to being unmanageable. They're, they are so unwieldy. I'm, I don't like that French operation. I think that's right. really hard to manage. The Australian business is wonderful, but there there is so much good assets here. There is there is a way to reconfigure this to get money out of it, yeah. uh, and you want to be there for that. I think that's it's it's a buy. Yeah, this is this is uh, very hard to not, you know you want to like it because mm. it's got all the things that you go okay. And the negative is obviously um, you know it's Europe and Australia budget problems, bigger spending is health, but. Geez, tell me a politician who's going to go into an election cycle saying, I'm going to cut healthcare. Yeah, yeah good luck with that. <laughs> um, that yeah, uh, you want a short career, that's, that's the way to do it. So I think they're relatively protected in that way. Is health going to suddenly disappear from people's eyes? No. Uh, in a demographics challenge, that's going to become more of an issue. Um, and private equity is not going to go away. They, I mean, they buy anything to make a buck. I mean, from Sydney airports to any infrastructure assets going to play. And this is hospital is, and the property behind it becomes an infrastructure. Yep. So I think it's going to be in play. Um, it's actually pretty good defensive play in the current sector as well and benefits from, I mean, I was going to say currency, but then again, the euro and the pound is getting smashed mm. more than the Aussie. So who, who knows? Uh, so in net net, I think it's okay. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's not a bad one to play. I think the downside risk, and I don't want to say this the wrong way, but it's probably limited in the sector because of the defensive earnings. So I think it holds up well. Uh, actually, it's ugly and it'll probably go a bit lower, but I think it's one where in the next two to three years, you should do well. Right. But so what worries me about, about it though, is management should have taken that deal. They should have taken it. Um, and hey, the fact that they turned it down. Management never mm. gets paid to yeah, exactly. sell their jobs out. Exactly. So yeah. unless it's something that forces them out in this market, they're probably not going to get another gig. Yeah, so. But as Baker was saying, does it bring it to the attention yeah. of, you know, the big super funds who have run out yeah. of your traditional infrastructure plays? There's only so many assets you can buy. I think you, wanna, you wanna watch what management does. So there are two paths for them here. They, they've been, it was a very aggressive and I would say contentious um, offer. They can either now try and do what private equity were going to do and realize value from those assets, 
or the other thing they could do is just make themselves bigger and harder to take over. Mm. I'd just be watching capital yeah. allocation. That, that would be the worry. That if they the go worry. and make an acquisition, yeah, you yes. go dump and run. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. If they uh, don't and they t- start to turn around, if they l- to look at divesting the property or something like that, then that's smart. So you're a buyer? Actually, for the market, it's a counter buy, yes. I'd right. be a buyer here because I think for the market, it's actually a good stock. So you compare it to the other health cares? Sort of Fisher so and Pike or... It's a bit different. Yeah, it's, 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 a different, different it's a different... So CSL, I would say yeah. it's more of a service-oriented, but this is more of an infrastructure play as well. Yeah. So it's quite unique I in that way. those companies have a long period of growth ahead of them. Yeah. I would say this is more of a... Um, uh, an asset play it is an right. asset yeah. realization okay. uh, it's an infrastructure yeah. asset play Let, let's recap the final five stocks santos a hold from gorever no from Mathan. tyro is a hold uh from both on uh, the watch list uh seven a buy from uh gorev Mathan has it a hold slash a nibble uh going through uh beacon is a watch and a, a hold from gorever no from Mathan. And uh, Ramsey, yes, a buy from both. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, good bunch of stocks today. Yeah, it's yeah, a really good yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a really good mix of stocks, and the gloomy start you kicked off with, I you know. came Jeez. out with. I forgot all about it. Two buys <laughs> out of that. I thought we're yeah, not going to yeah. get anything out of you today. <laughs> There's always opportunities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Graham Sadi from Intelligent Investor. Good to see you. Nice to be. Here. Welcome and, back, by the way. Uh, thank you, and check out the Intelligent Intelligent Investor uh, Growth Fund as well, which you. Uh, to good re- good mm. result. Uh, Nathan Thomas and Dara from Deep Data Analytics. Good to see you, mate. It's good to um, what happened to the beard? Yeah, you were going uh, uh, to keep it on. He found him. when Gaurav. <laughs> no, I was just like, you get to a limit where the kids go, no, you're starting to look like a mass murderer. Time to shave. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, coming up on the small caps next, lithium stocks with Henry Jennings from Marcus today, plus Matt Hanson from Pantera Mineral. Uh, partner tells us about the business's drilling approval. Don't forget, if you want any stocks um, for us to have a look at here on the call, just email them the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. And you can see all the stocks in the call's portfolio at osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. See you midday tomorrow. Up next, the small caps. The Call is brought to you by CMC Markets, a world-leading online trading platform for CFDs and shares around the globe. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.